Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 46. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, as seen in the pages of the Tampa Bay Times. Ooh. Ooh. And making the magic happen, also seen in the pages of the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Mr. Jason Zolanez. Well, how's it going there, Randy? It's going. Is it going slowly? It's not really. It's going at a pretty reasonable speed. I got, I got, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing interesting this time. Nothing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm dead inside. Yeah, I've known that for years, though. In case you missed the story on the cover of the Tampa Bay Times, we've partnered up with longtime Tampa rocker Greg Billings to release four classic Stranger albums onto digital music services for the first time. Stranger continues to be one of the most legendary bands from the Tampa area, and we're proud to be a part of continuing their legacy. So right now, you can find 1989's No Rules, 1991's No More Dirty Deals, 1993's We Be Live, and 1995's Angry Dogs, from Stranger on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon, and everywhere else. So if you didn't know, our friends at Creative Loafing do a yearly Best of the Bay Awards, which honors local restaurants, musicians, politicians, you name it, and determine who is the best of the Bay. And it is entirely user voted. So if you go to Creative Loafing Tampa, you can vote for the Best of the Bay Awards. We've actually been nominated for several awards. At Cigar City MGMT was nominated for Best Local Instagrammer. The Cigar City Radio Show was nominated for Best Local Podcast and Best Local Internet Radio Show. And I myself, for some odd reason, was nominated for Best CEO and Best Local Personality to follow on Twitter at Real Randy Ojeda. So all of those are under the People, Places, Politics category. So if you head to cltampa.com slash BOTB2017, you can vote for us. We'd really appreciate it. The polls will be open through August 23rd, and they're going to be announcing the winners September 27th at the Mahaffey Theater in St. Pete. So again, head to cltampa.com slash BOTB2017. 2017 vote for cigar city radio for best local podcast best local internet radio show and at cigar city mgmt for best local instagrammer if you want to vote for me for best ceo that's cool too thanks this episode of cigar city radio was recorded at the blind tiger in ebor city the blind tiger is a 1920s speakeasy style coffee shop serving coffee tea vegan pastries and more with locations in ebor city and seminole heights you can check them out at blindtigercafe.com. Our guests on this episode are Ethan Payne and Ryan Monahan from Athens-based post-rock band Easter Island. The band is currently on tour in the Northeast, and their upcoming album, Island Nation, is on its way. Single Island Nation, along with B-Side It's You, are available now on streaming. For tour dates, links, and more, head to easterisland.band. We were also joined this week by our friend Adam Kielbach, who makes music under the name Hot Wax and is also a writer for 
the blog Ear Milk. So you can see his writing online. Uh, Adam is a fan of Easter Island, just happened to be hanging out with us before the interview, and we asked him to stick around. So if you hear some strange voice on this one, Adam. So here it is, episode number 46. Easter Island. I know you you broke up, sort of, is the story I've been told, where you you announced this breakup. It was very dramatic. Mm. And then now you're back. It was devastating. We all (laughs) went into our holes and grieved for a while. Yeah, our lead guitar player um, was one of our best friends. It was, I mean, it started as a group of best friends, and he decided to go to business school and sort of change the course of his life. And, uh, so we sort of had to take a time out for a second, but I never planned to stop writing. And uh, I knew that I wanted to make a, another record with Ryan. And so we did. And then it yeah. just became another Easter Island record. It, it actually didn't take very long. I believe it was about maybe six months after our, our last show, which was in, was it 2013? Or 14. I think it was 2013. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was only about six months after that that we started working, Ethan and I started working on material sort of under the radar. And, you know, we, we weren't really sure at that point what it was going to turn into. It was, it was really like a pretty relaxed situation. Um, but yeah, we started working on stuff in the studio and, uh, you know, just kind of got right back to it. Now we're gearing up for another record. Um, you know, we're going to be shopping it to labels the name of the album is probably going to be called Island Nation. I think probably a spring release is is realistic. Mm-hmm. With you know, we, we pretty much tracked everything. We're we're uh, in the mixing stage right now, and uh, yeah, we're super excited to uh, put out another record and yeah. and reinvigorate the whole project. And now Island Nation is the name of the current single that's out right now. Correct. The video yeah. that you shot in Japan. Yeah. How yeah. what? How did that happen? Yeah. Jeez. Sure. Uh, well, the 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 single Island Nation the beginnings of that song I wrote when I was in Japan, I was there to visit a a close friend of mine uh, who's living over there. And he uh, had to come back to the States very quickly because his dad was dying. And so I ended up just being in Japan by myself and hanging out and uh, sort of being my own guide, which was its own weird thing. But I had a blast and I wrote a lot of songs, but um, they all kind of had that sort of deep melancholy uh, sort of kind of obsession with, uh, deaf in a sense and just change. Then I got back to the States. We started demoing the record. I ended up showing my friend Jake, whose dad had passed some of the demos. And he said, dude, that song reminds me of my dad. We have to go back to Japan. And he's an incredible DP and director. So he was just like, Oh, we'll just go back to Japan. We'll take the trip that we were supposed to take, but we couldn't take yeah. and we'll do a music video. So most expensive music video Easter Island. Ever <laughs> yeah. Definitely way over our budget. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it was really also great to have someone give us a tour around Japan that speaks fluent Japanese. Because yeah, I think, helps, yeah. you know, Ethan and I would have been fairly lost without his his guidance. So he he was uh, really instrumental in, in making that whole 
trip mm-hmm. happened because we ended up traversing like four different cities around J- Japan. Like well, all those shots are from all over the country. So yeah, I noticed that like you're in the countryside, yeah. but you're also like in the cities, right? Too. Exactly. You're in the water. Oh, we were, hus- <laughs> we were hustling, 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 like constantly oh, like, cause he brought all of his gear and we were just like going between subways, hauling really heavy camera yeah. equipment, like traversing that through like, the labyrinths like subway system of Tokyo, like yeah. at you well, know two of the morning. very little space to begin with. Oh so. man, it was it was grueling. Yeah. yeah, how many suits did you go through? Because I know you were like in the water <laughs> in your suits. I was like, you know, as a as a fan of fine suits, I was like, oh, these guys. <laughs> yeah, so we actually picked those suits up. Uh, at an H and M in Japan, okay, so they weren't yeah. that fine suits. All right, yeah, hundred dollars yeah. suits. They were maybe. fake fine suits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were super comfy. We only went through one. We actually wore them all around the city, and then we went into the water at Totori, which is that this insane beach dunes, yeah. mountainous area, really on the west side of Japan. Uh, and so we went into the water. And then we, I think our hosts washed them for us and they turned out fine. And we probably dried them outside. Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to, Totori was pretty mind blowing. I tell people all the time that it was like being on the planet of Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like Star Wars planet. There were two suns. And, yeah, yeah, there were right. two suns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were in a, we were in a, I forget what it's called, the traditional Japanese inn. Um, oh, yeah. Right over the sand. That dunes. was great. And it still took about an hour to hike over the sand because it's just hard to walk on sand but yeah i can imagine on that note we also uh got really close to each other attending the um the uh, what are the spas called in japan oh uh, uh onsen the onsens right <laughs> yeah, because it's traditional japanese spa oh yeah 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 you know yeah you're yeah. letting it all oh, the onsens are incredible i love bathhouses like in general just like yeah like i've been to one in siberia i've been to one well i guess just siberia and japan but the but like all the different rooms of different varying heat and um, there is one uh with hot tub that has like uh like milk in it mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Just like things you would just never even think of. Then there's uh, one where you like rub sea salts all over your skin and you're just like in this 120 degree like heat with like salt. There was a room. I mean, they have this at Jeju, which is a a Korean spa in Atlanta. Yeah. But I still haven't been. But there was a snow room. Oh, yeah. You go in this circular glass room where it's actually like they're they're making snow and i get hot really easily so there's only so much of the sauna i can take and then i would just hang out in the snow room did you guys ever play final fantasy games yeah because it reminded me of that it's like there's like an arcade and then you go in this room where it's snowing inside it's just like so like very japanese yeah and you're eating matcha ice cream you're eating like matcha ice cream yeah but that's just a part of life that hasn't made its way to a I mean, it's just like right. not an American thing to work a full day and then just go to the sauna. Yeah. Go and to the you, sauna. You sleep so much better. Oh, yeah. like I, it's I incredible. Bet. Oh yeah, yeah. We did it. Almost, we did it like three or four nights in a row. Like when yeah. we were staying in uh, uh, Nagoya, we would just you pay ten dollars and just spend thirty. To 40 just a minutes. couple of bros, like free just balling. Couple of bros. <laughs> just like me and Ryan and Jake, just yeah. hanging out with a bunch of Japanese dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now your brother Asher is in the band too, right? He is. Yes, so, yes, yes. Um, how, what's it like to play in a band with your brother? Oh, it's incredible. It's it's great. I mean, he and I were we we wrote music together like in high school, and he was um, he. It's just it's amazing to have that 
creative uh, bond and like collaboration. We've all like, I think we're each other's biggest fan. Like I think he's the most hilarious, like genius person I've ever met. And um, this record was different though, because he sort of wanted to, uh, he's very like a one track mind type of person and he's found a career in Atlanta that he really loves. And so when we were getting ready to make this new record, I knew that I wanted to do it with Ryan. And I told Asher, if you want to be on the record, like you will be. And he said, uh, he just decided to not be a part of the creative brain trust anymore. So he's playing keys. Okay. Um, but I think that's what he, that was his desire for this record is that he just, he wanted to play keys and tour and have fun, but not really, um, not be a part pressure, of the brain trust. Right. Whereas like with Ryan and I, we like to have of course. trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta's this, it's impossible to record anything in Atlanta because it's, I mean, it was founded as a train terminus. So there's just trains everywhere. Oh yeah. It's all um, good. We I, like, I like what it is. Yeah, we have it like, we oh, have totally. that train in like almost every episode. It's so. a little yeah. of that yeah. local tampon. Local flavor. Yeah. Ca- character. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Well, in Atlanta, yeah, it helps me sleep at night, like having the train by my house, like in Atlanta, like I feel hearing that. it. It's so, nice. so you're living in Atlanta now, then, too. Yes. You? Okay. Well, yeah, my brother and I are in Atlanta. Uh, Ryan's still in Athens. John, our drummer, is in Athens. Uh, Connor, our bass player, is in Athens. I, the last time I went to Atlanta, we were managing a hip hop artist, and I went for. Uh, A3C, the big like hip hop oh, yeah, festival. Yeah. Did you have some uh, some lemon pepper wings? Uh, I did not. <laughs> I, so I guess I guess I really missed out. That's oh, something that Atlanta is famous for yeah. that I didn't realize until maybe two or three months ago. Lemon, lemon pepper, pepper wings. wings lemon pepper. Lemon. It's pepper like a signature wings. Atlanta delicacy. Because we did go. We hung out a lot at this place called the the Varsity. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We yep. ate there like more than I care to admit. But <laughs> frosted orange, you get a frosted orange. <laughs> yes, I oh, did. And then I even even at the airport, so I was good. like, yes, more more of yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so back to the record. So um, Island Nation, just probably just shopping it now. Probably coming out next year. And are you sticking with the? Because your music is very like introspective, heartfelt. Mm. It's not. I can tell, like, you said you started writing it in, like, 2014, and now, you know, you're coming up on 2018 when it's going to be released. So I can tell it's, like, something you really spent a lot of time on. Yeah. Is that is that kind of typical of your writing style? That Not you, at all. It's I yeah. mean, it's kind of a miracle that we still like the songs. I mean, really? do, because well, I, I, I don't, well, maybe not a miracle for Ryan. It's really a miracle for me because I'm very, very impatient. And all the other recordings we did, I felt like I was constantly pushing to get out sooner. Uh, as soon as possible and I feel like that hurt a couple of our earlier records and so I think like we didn't have a booking agent anymore we had broken up I think it was sort of on purpose I wanted to say Ryan let's just like force me to be patient and just record this with no outside pressures and just take our time with it yeah and totally accurate uh, that was the I mean that was the intent and then I think out of that um, we just happened to still like the songs thankfully (laughs) You know, whereas <laughs> we been a while. we recorded the album Frightened, uh, we tracked that over a course of a month, so we we knocked that out pretty quickly. And of course, we took longer than that to mix it, but but tracking was only about a month. And with this album, you know, since we were kind of in limbo and the band had taken this hiatus, we had the luxury of taking our time with it. And and we had talked initially about, you know, like let's just let's just get these songs right. You know, like there's no expectations. No one's waiting for a new record. As far as the world's concerned, like we don't even exist anymore. We tracked it in my home studio, which was kind of a mobile setup. We ended up moving it around like four times in like four different yeah, like locations. four different places. And um, 
you know, if, if we didn't like the way guitar sounded, like the tone or their performance, it would just be like we would take a whole day to get a guitar tone right and just really take our time with it um, and, uh, and, and to workshop the, the, uh, the song structures mm-hmm. and, you know, kind, kind of try out different ideas. So, yeah, you know, you're talking about the span of like three years of like kind of working on these songs versus like a month. So it was a much, much different experience working on this from, from what we've done in the past. And, uh, you know, ho- I hopefully going forward, that's not the norm. Yeah. You know, I think once we get, you know, momentum and yeah, I, I feel as though too, when we were working on tracking this stuff, we, we started getting more efficient and like knowing what we wanted to hear like ahead of time and being able to know how to call up that sound so you know, we got better at it as we as we went along. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, it, so you really did take your time on it. <laughs> we, yeah, we took our yeah. time on yeah, it. I mean, it was in spurts. It was just, oh, I have a weekend free, or you have three days here. Like, yeah, it was very low pressure. It was just when our schedules coincided. We didn't want to put, you know, any pressure on it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so we kind of continued living our lives, but then you know, worked on it any any chance we can get. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And how yeah. many songs? Uh, how many songs are on the new record? Uh, it'll be what eleven. I think there'll be eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So very yeah. very full length. Yeah, record. yeah. And there will be stuff too that we recorded that won't make it on I that. There'll be a couple B sides. Yeah. yeah. There'll be some probably extra material. Mm-hmm. And and we did the Zayn Malik cover super last minute as a B side for the uh, for the seven inch. Single, oh, okay. yeah. Well, so Island Nation will be at, is out right now on a seven inch, and we literally just picked them up three days ago and packaged them, um, and so they're on tour for the first. They're they're available for the first time. Oh, like, awesome! As of like two days and ago. That's, that's the it's you B side, right? The it's yeah, you B side. Yeah, 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 it's Zane, the dude from One Direction. Oh, okay, yeah, he yeah. was the bad boy in One Direction. Yeah, he's the bad boy. <laughs> band. Yeah. That was a very last minute decision to put like we we wanted a B side. Uh, on that single, and we thought maybe it would be one of the extra tracks we had recorded. But like Ethan does this beautiful acoustic version of that Zane song. Yeah, and it's, it's awesome. It totally works. It totally sounds like it fits in the Easter Island catalog. Um, and so we did this kind of haunting rendition. It only took like forty takes. Forty takes? <laughs> no, I mean it just took forever. To do. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not Zane Malik. Well, I can't sing you like know, that. But. Not every. You no got pretty is. close. <laughs> In your in your own in your own way. Yeah, oh, it's thanks, definitely. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even know it was a Zayn Malik song, so I thought. It oh, was, right on. Yeah, but it, I thought lyrically, I was like, this is a little different than what I've heard from Easter Island, you know. Uh, so yeah. now I can a different now, direction. Yeah, a different yeah. direction. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, one of the things I love about Spotify now is that like B sides have kind of made a comeback, you know, because mm. for a while, like you wouldn't really see B-sides because what was really the point? People weren't really like flipping a cassette around or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, now with Spotify, it's more common for people to have, you know, two tracks on a single or, you know, side A, side B, and then support it with a seven inch like you're doing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, then, a, I'm a Radiohead B-side junkie. Are you? I have I've have like every obscure Radiohead B-side you could ever imagine on like weird bootleg CDs or like MP3s on my computer. You got that that Dropbox folder? Oh, dro- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like a gig of weird Radiohead B-sides. Yeah, I know Adam's probably all about that. Oh, yeah. Lozenge oh, yeah. of Love, that's my Lozenge favorite. of Love. Is a, yeah, yeah, that's a great sure. one. They've Fog, done weird Fog covers, too. They've done, like, my favorite. they've done like Rhinestone Cowboy yeah. like as a cover. They did um, Carly Simon's uh, um, 
Nobody Does It Better, which was on the uh, like, which, which was part of a James Bond soundtrack. Oh, really? There's some really like weird deep. It's weird stuff that you mentioned Rhinestone Cowboy of all songs. I was at a yeah. show last night where they played Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I was like, what are the? Chances? Well, of course, because of the now late. Uh, Dylan Campbell. Dylan yeah. Campbell. Yeah. yeah. So it's making a. Thanks for remembering his name because uh, for the second I was Sam Shepard. I was going to Sam Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> just name anyone else who died recently. It's like everyone says a different name. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what's actually uh, pretty underrated. Um, it's a, a cover of Radiohead. John Mayer did a cover oh. of the song Kid A. Yeah, and I've it's heard acoustic, that. And he yeah. sings in his lower register, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is really good actually. Yeah. I was a little skeptical um, going into it, but then I was like, okay, I, I dig it. He also did, I think it was John Mayer, he did a cover of uh, um, Bjork. Um, it was, uh, I forgot the, the Bjork tune. Or maybe it was Jason Mraz. I don't know. Sometimes I confuse Jason those. Jason Mraz. I <laughs> yeah. Do, do you? Okay, it's yeah, not Bjork. just me. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of them wears a hat. The oh, it was Unravel. The like Bjork song Taylor Unravel. It's beautiful. Who dates Taylor Swift? I think it was I, Jason I don't know. They, they don't date anymore. No. Once Upon a Time, oh. John Mayer dated Taylor Swift. Oh, John Mayer did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all of her songs oh, yeah, are yeah, breakup yeah. songs, but one of them specifically. Well, is, yeah, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, so I, you know, I mean, most. Of, I don't most, know if you're being ironic with that, or if you're. So I'm not being ironic with that. I, I'm okay. a huge Taylor Swift. I, fan. I also love Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We're, you're in good. Well, company. I mean, her last two records were about another dude from One Direction. Oh yeah, yeah. Harry Styles. So, are you also a big One Direction fan? Is that what I'm getting here? I mean, I probably know. I probably only know like four or five of their last hits. Okay, that's more, that's four I'm not or a five deep more. Cut. I'm not a One Direction deep cut guy. But um, you don't like all the One Direction you know, B sides. No, I'm not. I don't have the One Direction B sides on seven inch. Or what continues to amaze me is the is the Payne Brothers encyclopedic knowledge of the canon of pop music is like we're just it, you, you it, pop junkies. Oh sure. yeah. Oh, I'm all about that though, for man. Sure. I, I'm big into pop music, so I'm all about like. I wish I could say that it's my my wife's the reason why we have all of Taylor Swift's albums on vinyl, but it's not. Like it's me. It How do you me. feel about the Ryan Adams? I cover love the Ryan album. Adams. I, I love cover. it. She hates yeah. it. My wife, but really, but yeah, yeah. She's See, she's a, tr- a Swifty traditionalist. Lately, when I've been doing <laughs> some cover shows here and there, I'll play the the Wildest Dreams. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Adams version. No, I love like I love like his Bad Blood. Like he turned it into like a Springsteen track. Basically, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome. See, now I want an Easter Island Taylor Swift cover album. I think that needs to happen. Well. We can mm. we can knock that out in a weekend. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Ryan Adams recording well, no, tape in We'll take hours. four years. Yeah, yeah. take to, four years to, to record a Taylor Swift cover album. So where does your love for pop music come from, or the the Payne Brothers' love of pop music? As you Ryan know, you know what I think it from your mm, repressed musical. Yeah, year. <laughs> we were very very. My brother and I were very very sheltered growing up. Okay. We weren't allowed to listen to. Uh, we were only allowed to listen to Christian music growing up. Okay. And I think our a lot of our rebellion, because we weren't that rebellious kids, looked like listening to Top 40 radio when our parents didn't know we were. I remember, I remember when I was 11, we were in the Kroger parking lot, and my mom went in, and she left me in the van, and she was like, you can like listen to the radio. And I turned it to the Top 40 station, and Iris by Goo Goo Dolls came on, and it just blew my mind. I didn't know that that type of beauty could exist in the world. Whenever he tells this story, I imagine like a cat 
that has never seen the outside before. <laughs> like it's, uh, <laughs> and its eyes get all well, And then like, after yeah. that, so Iris by Goo Goo Dolls played, and then Jumper by Third Eye Blind played. Oh. And I was just pumped, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, this is a whole other world oh, I yeah. didn't know anything about. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like nine years old watching like MTV Beach House. Well, yeah. he at whatever twelve I, bought OK Computer when it came out. He was already listening to the right music. I had an opposite experience. We like I think I was almost like had too much freedom, or like was exposed to too much. And, you know, I had like no no like restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Because I had an older brother, so he would get like oh yeah, you yeah. know, he was Same big here. into like metal, so he would get you know these like hardcore and metal and metal albums. And then I'd steal them from his room and, and burn them or whatever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I feel you. I felt like the opposite. Like I had no, I had no restrictions. So like mm-hmm. by, by the time I was like 18, 19, I was like over heavy music. I was like, yeah, I've heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but totally. That's wild. It's amazing how that can shape your music later on. Like, mm-hmm. like the, that, like you, discovering top 40 music i guess at a at a later age than most people you know right and then not even developing my obsession with radiohead till like late high school or early college even you know i feel like it's a good time because you can almost process it a little better than being a 12 year old okay computer fan over here like ryan oh man that that (laughs) album was like the 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 beginning of my life (laughs) <laughs> I was born. So so uh, so you were born in a Kroger parking lot, and you were born with a OK Computer album. I remember buying. <laughs> I remember Such like a good way to put it. Buying that album, yeah, I was like twelve years old, and a Best Buy, and like because I had seen Paranoid Android, the music video. Fucked up animated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, 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 we're we are. An oh e- man, we are. I just was show. like, I had oh, never, man. I had never heard anything like that in my life, and. um I don't want to go on a you know Radiohead tangent mm-hmm. or whatever, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, one like these, a lot of people, it was like kind of a game changing. One of these days, album. we just need to do a Radiohead podcast where we find musicians that are just obsessed and bring them in, and we'll just we'll nerd out for hours. Oh, please, please have me there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, invite yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll invite you back. We were thinking we were th- we were gonna we have a recorded version. We used to do a um, mashup of Let Down by Radiohead with oh, wow. Runaway by Kanye. What? From, yeah. Uh, yeah. We we pretty, tracked it for the album. We tracked it for the record and decided to not we'll probably release it at some point. Yo, but, Dan, yeah. send me that. Toss me toss me the link. Oh, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's my brother I sings, sings lead on it. He sings the Kanye portion of it and then we sing the Radiohead. You know that sort of improvised uh, like vocoder vocal thing at the end that's like 3 minutes long? Yeah, yeah. I actually like recreated that on bass like with this effects pedal called the Woolly Mammoth. Nice. It's like this yeah, r- really effed up. Oh, cool. You yeah, know yeah. it. Like you can just get some really gnarly, like it sounds like what the, the name implies. It sounds like a woolly mammoth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you just nailed the parts. We would do it live and people are just like, I mean, I was just like weeping because it's, I mean, that's like the emotional like catharsis of the song where he's just like riffing into this vocoder at the yeah. end. It sounds like weeping. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it electronic weeping. It sounds like he's weeping. weeping, you know? Wasn't that Kanye. technically the last song we had played before we, the band broke up? Because um, I think it was like the last song of the last show. It might have been. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. I think I, I remember like throwing my bass on the ground <laughs> and it's just like a fit of rage. <laughs> it's just like, it was really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, we were probably all crying. 
<laughs> I mean, we cry a lot. Do you have do you have a lot of we like emotional performances too? Because it's like just in general, like I've I've watched some of your your live videos where like even the crowd is like really. We actually early. had a fan come to the show last night who's also ha- happens to be a fan of the Cindy Project. Okay, and he spoke with me after the show last night and told me that when Ethan started singing the lyrics to Island Nation, that he just tears started coming down his face. And I was, I, you know, I was talking about it this morning, just saying like, you, you write a song and it has certain meaning for you. And to some extent, like that meaning can get lost in like the, just the, the, um, the mechanics of like performing and touring, like, you know, you're, you, you know, you're putting on a show and, but you, you forget that for the, someone seeing that it has this new meaning for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, and it was really powerful. He came up to me after the show and told me about this and his eyes were like watering up and he told me that he was crying when we started playing the song and he gave me a big bear hug. But I, I love, I love those kind of moments when, that you have with people. Yeah. I mean, then that makes everything worth it, you know? Yeah. Like sleeping on floors and uh, not getting, hearing your vocals. Getting to bed at three in the well. morning. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like the true like beauty of music, I feel like, is, you know, we're, we get so disconnected by just listening to music on an app on our phone. But to go to a show and see a live performance that moves you to tears is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you have fans that are having that kind of response. Uh, and and I, I get it. Thankful. Like, I, you know, I've been on the other, the receiving end of that too. You know, yeah. I remember like, crying the first time I saw Damien Rice perform live because it was yeah. just like incredibly moving and powerful and he had like a string section touring with him and um, just like what those songs meant to me personally at the time in my life. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten emotional before seeing our buddies Oak House who are playing with us tonight at New World. We've yeah. been on tour with them and I've gotten emotional at their shows. Their shows are very intense too. If you guys haven't seen them. Like, I have not you're seen coming. them, but... Yeah, so they're you're on tour with them now. Are you doing the full the full leg of the tour with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got coming up? Is this the start of the tour? The end this of the is, tour? This Where is are the we? beginning. This, this is day two. Oh yeah, day three or day two or day three if you count Athens. So that of course sense. tonight, you know, we'll be at New World Brewery. Then uh, we're going to be headed to Raleigh, Durham, Harrisonburg, Washington, all over the place. Eventually, we'll end up in New York City. Where are we playing? The Bowery Electric. That'll be cool. Yeah. We're playing in Fairfield, Connecticut. I, that's my original home home state. Really? Y'all. I'm from I'm a Connecticut Connecticut Connecticut, Connecticut y'all. Connecticut, Connecticut tampon. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut. So yeah, I grew up in the New Haven area and uh but I've been in Athens now for about ten years. So But it'll be cool to go back home. I'll see you know some of my old buddies will probably come out. Yeah, so I was going to ask, are you going to have some hometown support? Hometown I, I hope so. Home? You know, a lot of people that I would, you know, were, was friends with back then, you know, no longer live in the state, but there's, there's a, there's a small handful. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be cool. So this is the, like the first major tour that you've done since the band's. Re-formed. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the fifth show we've played since we yeah. broke up. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Wow. Fifth show back. Yeah. No, we're just kind of like diving right back into it. It's it's it it'll be good for us though. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of gelling, you know, performance wise again, and like kind of getting that um, that kind of synergy 
I just use the word synergy on a podcast. Profit pillar. Profit pillar. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the the merchandise opportunities for vertical integration. <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah. We're looking you forward to some brand partnerships. Spreadsheets. I can't understand music without spreadsheets. Hey, honestly though, like you know, as a band manager, like spreadsheets is like a big part of our business, you know? Oh, oh no, I know. You're, That's why Dan's I say nodding it, his head Dan, back yeah. 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 We've, we've, we're on a lot of spreadsheets and, uh, yeah. It's, like the artist it's gets very to satisfying do. to see it all laid out. Yeah. Yeah. But I should say, you know, for, for, for people that are listening to this podcast, I assume it'll probably be released while we're on tour. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it would be cool if people checked out, uh, you know, on Instagram, we're just, it's just Easter Island. We've got a tour schedule up on there. You can find Easter Island on Facebook. Uh, Easter Island dot band is our website. Mm-hmm. So you know, see if, if we're if you're on the East Coast. Um, we're playing all along the East Coast. So come, you know, we'd love to see you come out to a show and talk to you about the music. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we were talking about earlier. This isn't your first time in Tampa. You're here for Adam. Saw you guys at what? Don't stop St. Pete. Yeah, before you guys broke up a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in St. Pete? Yeah. Cool, you guys cool. are doing a little festival down that there. Was, yeah, that festival. I totally remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah, our old booking agent is from Orlando, and so we would tour Florida all the time. So we would we would always Mostly stay. in Florida. We toured mostly in Florida. It was <laughs> Will's Pub, yeah. New World Brewery, Crowbar, the High Dive in Gainesville. We've been all over this ja- state. We played Bro Bar in Jacksonville a lot. Sweet. I think um, the only major city we, we haven't, haven't played is South. Yeah, we haven't been to Miami. Yeah. We've never played Miami. Ah, you don't need to go to Miami. Nah, that's fine. Just I don't stay know. If, here. I don't know if our. <laughs> I don't know if like our. That's the our the music scene that we would kind of. I don't even know. My, I don't know. Miami's having a big resurgence of uh, like psychedelic rock wow. and stuff okay. right now. A lot of garage bands are out there that are really cool. That's awesome. Um, like, yeah, it is awesome. Like the Tame Impala kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Maybe a little more like burger records you know yeah, yeah. like more garagey but um i don't know how i don't know how easter island would fit in, the, in mm. with that i don't know i think new Maybe york's not gonna well. love you though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's we, a, yeah we've always done well in new york i feel like the crowds have been really responsive mm-hmm. we like yeah. new york a Sweet. lot so this will be this will be this tour and then maybe another tour before the record or another tour in october okay and we'll be hitting up more cities in the midwest Probably Iowa City, uh, Omaha, maybe Chicago. So yeah, we're gonna head a little more westward in in October, which is cool. We've actually never toured in the Midwest. Yeah, we've never been west of Austin before. So yeah, wow. yeah, we've done you know South by mm-hmm. handful of times, but uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Are you doing South by again this year? Uh, co- that's yeah, the plan. Yeah. yeah, yep. We'll be do- we'll hit hitting that in March. Cool. If if all goes well, it'd be great to kind of try to coincide the the record release around that time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll be at South by too. So if you see us, and awesome. you know, amidst the thousands of other people that are wandering around, right. be sure to say what up. Uh, any final thoughts for the Cigar City Radio listeners or the Tampa crowd here? Drink mm. Cigar City beer. <laughs> yeah shout out um, to them yeah check us out on tour yeah um, we'll be on tour we have totally. a new record that'll be out we don't know but soon called island nation check out the music video we shot in japan because oh, yeah. we're really uh proud of it mm-hmm. it was it was an adventure so uh i know uh, pace magazine premiered that so you could find it on paste it's probably on youtube or it's Vimeo. on youtube, yeah, okay. yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, easter island island nation and um 
Yeah, we we also just want to thank you guys for for having us on. Yeah, it means a lot. Thank you. No, thanks for coming through. And we're proud to be honorary tampons. Yeah, you you can always be honorary tampons in our book. That's for sure. So shout out to all the listeners. If you went to the Easter Island show at New World Brewery, I'm sure it was badass. Tell us what you thought, and be sure to find them online. Just like me and Ryan and Jake, just hanging out. Just a couple bros, like, free-balling it.